Chapter 2 Good Morning, Sunshine As the sun rose, the shadows crawled along the streets of San Francisco, shrinking away into the buildings that spawned them. Brian sat on the ledge of his apartment building's roof, watching the dawn. Bathrobe, boxers, a cup of coffee, feet dangling six stories above the sidewalk below, a little slice of the good life. He loved his daily rooftop ritual, but normally his work ended with the rising sun. At dawn, Brian Clouser usually went to sleep. He rarely had to work the day shift, a perk of both his seniority and the fact that few other people wanted to pursue murder investigations from eight at night until four in the morning. His beloved night shift would have to wait, however. The Oblomowitz case had stagnated, and Chief Amy Zhao had to show some kind of movement, or the press would eat her alive. When a local loaded businessman is found floating in three separate barrels in the San Francisco Bay, the media wants answers. Zhao would masterfully ration pieces of information, steadily feeding the media hounds what they wanted to hear until those hounds gradually lost interest and moved on to the next story. Zhao had a press conference playbook so predictable that the cops she commanded had labeled the steps. Step one, gather information, but don't make assumptions. Then step two, put our senior people on the case. She had already moved past step three, creation of a multidisciplinary task force, and sailed headlong into the media-pleasing step four, assign additional resources. In this instance, additional resources meant pulling in the night shift guys. Zhao gave orders to Jesse Shero, the homicide department captain, and Shero gave orders to Brian. So, day shift it was. Brian scratched at his short, dark red beard and his hands came away wet. Sometimes he forgot to dry that off. It was getting a little long. Not too bad yet, but he'd have to trim it in a day or two or his look would slide from casually cool to newly homeless. He pulled his black terry cloth robe a little tighter. Chilly up here. He sipped his coffee and looked north to his view of San Francisco Bay. Not much of a view, really. A postage stamp-sized space at the far end of Laguna that showed a strip of blue water, then the dark mass of Angel Island, and beyond that the faraway, starry light twinkling of sleepy Tiburon. He couldn't even see the iconic Golden Gate Bridge from here. Too many taller buildings in the way. Views were for the rich. Cops don't get rich. Not the clean ones, anyway. People called his job Homicide Inspector, but that wasn't how it felt to Brian. He didn't inspect. He hunted. He hunted murderers. It was his life, his reason for being. Whatever might be missing from his world, those things faded away when the hunt began. As corny as it sounded, this city was his home, and he was one of its protectors. He'd been born here, but his dad had moved around during Brian's childhood and teenage years. Indianapolis for grade school, Atlanta and junior high, Detroit for his freshman and sophomore years. Brian had never really felt at home anywhere, not until they moved back to the city for his junior year in high school. George Washington High. Good times. From his robe pocket, his cell phone sounded the tone of an incoming two-way message. He didn't have to check who it was, because only his partner used that feature. Brian raised the phone to his ear and thumbed the two-way button. I'm ready. No, you're not. You're probably up on your roof drinking coffee. No, I'm not. Brian said, then took a sip. You probably aren't even dressed. Yes, I am. You're an LLWTL. Pookie and his made-up acronyms. 
What the hell is an LLWTL? A lying liar who tells lies. It puts on the clothes or it gets the horn again. Brian drained the coffee mug and set it on the ledge to his left. Three other mugs were already sitting there. He made a mental note to grab them the following night. He usually didn't bother with the orphaned mugs until there were five or six sitting there like a little ceramic calendar marking the last time he'd bothered to clean up after himself. He hurried to the fire escape and started down to his apartment. If he wasn't down on the street by the time Pookie's Buick rolled up, the man would lean on the horn until Brian came out. Brian's neighbors just loved Pookie Chang.